So, what do you do when you can't decide a topic to do for this week? You use a random state generator. And on a related note, tonight we're discussing paranormal stories from Wisconsin. Oh, I wonder how that happened. Yeah, random, I bet. (laughs) Random. (laughs) So, um, during your research for Wisconsin, you found out a fun fact. I did. Um, I'm going to butcher names again already. In Codet, Wisconsin, there is a billboard that marks the halfway point between the equator and the North Pole. Mm, so halfway. Halfway. Well, all right, let's get our warning taken care of, and we're going to be back in a second. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. And welcome to the What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And today looks like we're going to hang out in Wisconsin for a minute. Yeah, random. (laughs) Literally (laughs) random. I think it kind of went like, hey, what are we going to do for our next show? I don't know. Honestly, it picked another state first, but that state is really secretive, apparently. So we picked another one in Wisconsin one. Yeah, so it's actually our (laughs) second random. Yeah, because the first random didn't go well. So I guess I'm going to start us off um, talking about summer wind. Wait a second, hang on. So our last show, if you remember, I didn't read none of the notes because I didn't do any of the research because I was busy. And my co-host Jill thought, I like that. So she has made me do it again. I like some aspects of it. We're going to get to the point where you're going to research your own part of things and know what the hell you're talking about. What fun is that? But I like the idea and your reactions without you knowing everything that I'm talking about. So I actually have a surprise topic for him that he has no idea what it is. Ooh, surprises. Okay, go on with Summer Wind. Summer Wind. Okay, he knows about this one, but he knows pretty much nothing about it. Um, it's also known as the Lamont Mansion. Um, it's on West Bay Lake in Villas County, Wisconsin, which I think is also the town of Lando Lakes, like like the butter. I guess it's actually a place. Lando Lakes. Yeah, Lando Lakes. Um, this place was built in the early 20th century as a fishing lodge. And in 1916, it was purchased by Robert Patterson Lamont. Now, his family lived there about 15 years and experienced many unexplained things. Um, I didn't really find a whole lot about what those unexplained things were. I think somebody wrote a book, and they pretty much don't want us to know what they were unless we buy the book. And I didn't do that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Not doing it today. But it all kind of culminated with one night while the family was eating dinner. The door to the basement flew open, and this apparition of a man just materialized out of nowhere. So, Lamont grabs his pistol, 
as one would, I guess, and shot twice at the apparition, which somehow sent it back into the basement. Uh, something shoots me, I'm going to be moving too. But it's a ghost. We've Still, covered this. You said you can't shoot a ghost. Uh, you might scare it off. Well, I, I guess that's what happened, because it went back in the basement. And oddly enough, the family abandoned the home. Imagine that. Yeah. So it sat empty until the 70s. So it sat empty like 50 years. That's a long time for a house to sit. Well, I guess like 40 years because they lived there for 15. So anyway, long, long time still. And that's when Raymond Bober purchased it. Bad with names, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the club. He, he also abandoned the home. And his reason for that is he claimed that the rooms could change shape and dimension at will. The entire room changing shape and yes. dimensions. Like, he was he was trying to remodel the inside. Yeah, then he was cutting carpet one day, and what he measured, it was the room had gotten larger, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I remember reading this somewhere else. Yeah, it 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 was strange. And the crews could, like, they were, weren't dealing with it anymore. They're like, we can't, we can't deal with this. We can't remodel this home because everything keeps changing. So he couldn't keep workers in there. So he just kind of let it sit, too. Um, oh, here's the book. Bober is the one that wrote the book under the name Wolfgang Von Bober. How's that for a name? If you're going to make it up, make it up good. And it's called The Carver Effect, A Paranormal Experience. So if you're interested, go check that out. In the book, he claimed the mansion was haunted by 18th century explorer Jonathan Carver. Hmm. So that's that was his explanation for the hauntings. Is this explorer explorer had? Why can't I say that word? Explorer. Ex- explorer. Here we go. Had decided to set up camp in this house, I guess. So in 1985, the town of Lando Lakes tried to demolish the vacant home, um, and that's because it, as one could imagine. It was becoming a place for not a great crowd to gather. Yeah, there was there was teenagers that would meet up there and then they'd go vandalize and burglarize the homes all around there. So it was kind of their little clubhouse. Right. Um, <laughs> so did the city acquire the the home or? I don't it- know. It just said they tried to destroy it, but they it it failed somehow. So apparently they did not have the rights to the right. home, so therefore they could not destroy it without permission from the owner. Right. However, lightning could. Oh, lightning called burn it down. <laughs> it was later destroyed by fire from a lightning strike. And there oh, was, wait, that's what the city calls the lightning strike? Well, the, uh, there was some question about arson, but a neighbor <laughs> actually said that they saw the lightning strike or heard the lightning something like that. a neighbor was a witness yeah well or got paid really well i've had lightning strike and run through the um the uh, fuse box that was in the closet in my bedroom and when it went boom it scared the ever-living daylights out of me yeah i know you think lightning is light you can't hear it but it does have like a bzz and then a boom yeah it i oh know it, when it literally something. as the, it traveled from the panel all the way through the house and 
kicked and went out through a ground at one of the plugs. It um it was it was wild. I hope I never experience that again. Yeah. Well, someone or something took care of summer wind, and it is no longer. So that's that's really all I have about that. Um, it was just kind of short and sweet. I'm sure there's a lot more details that I could dig up if you know I go read some books, but yeah, reading it was it was kind of our add-in topic. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was to buy me more time so I could sit here and skim over my notes, which I did not do. Mm-hmm. Let's just see if you get the name of the place right. Um, well, believe it or not, while I was working this week, I did listen to a uh, a few shows about this, and I know how to pronounce the name of the hotel. Okay. So I'm going to tell us about the Fister Hotel. That is in Milwaukee? Yes. yes. Milwaukee. Look at that. I remember. Yay me. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, I spelled that wrong. Uh, yeah. So... We want to talk about spelling and Guido here. <laughs> I'd love for you to tell them how you thought Guido was spelled. Well, no, it's not how I thought Guido was spelled. It's how I chose to spell Guido, which is G-W-E-E-D-O, Guido. I'm not, so glad that we aren't naming children anymore. <laughs> not the correct spelling of G-U-I-D-O, Guido. Mm-hmm. So... Guido Fister was a German immigrant who made his fortune as a tanner. And I'm assuming a tanner is like a hide hide tanner. Yes, like making leather Making leather goods. Uh, He had a vision to create the People's Palace. I'm sorry, i got to go back for a second because now I'm picturing this German immigrant going around giving people spray tans. pretty sure they didn't do that back then but it's hilarious in my head yeah okay so the fister hotel was one of the first offer spray tanning let's go not a true statement <laughs> little known fact there it is <laughs> now that we've got that out of the way guido and his son charles shared this dream of building an elegant hotel that could be a gathering place for all the people of milwaukee and everyone could what was that? Oh, get the same hospitality and service regardless of their status and class. So kind of groundbreaking for that time. Right, because in that time, you had very distinct classes of yeah, folks. Yeah, it was like the Gatsby area. Correct. Era. Era. Boy, I can't talk tonight. Sorry. <laughs> so Guido died in 1889, one year before the construction started. The hotel was finished in 1893 and cost 1.5 million dollars which is the equivalent to today of a roughly give or take a bit 26 million dollars so pocket change (laughs) yeah yeah so let's build a hotel why not so the hotel is eight stories tall I'm glad you corrected that because I would have (laughs) said it. (laughs) I type his notes so he can read them on the iPad, but I type them on my phone. And autocorrect on my phone changes tall to y'all. So let's just all take a moment and appreciate the fact that he would have read. The hotel is eight stories, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Well, so. But it is eight stories tall. It is eight stories tall. Y'all. It houses the largest Victorian art collection in the U.S. 
and is one, was one of the first hotels built with fireproofing. And it was also one of the first to have electricity and thermostats. So That's your favorite part of the hotel. The thermostat? Yes. Yes, because the colder the better. Yeah, he likes to crank the thermostat to like As low zero. as it will go. Yeah, true story. If you ever stay in a hotel room with him, pack your Eskimo snowsuit. Yeah. So the lobby is three three stories. She did it again. <laughs> three stories tall. My phone does it. The lobby's three stories, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and has gold gilding, which is that kind of like the gold? What is a gilding? I think it's, I think it's like the like gold plating on stuff. Like okay, kind of like the foil, gold foil. Yeah, type like stuff. the the decorations and stuff in there were gold plated and maybe like gold leaf in the wallpaper. Or gotcha. Something. Has no marble staircases. Now that's impressive because marble is first up not cheap to come by and heavy. Yeah, and not a marble staircase because that's what I wrote at first. But it scribbled it out. But it's marble cases. staircases. It's two multiples. Yes. So it also contains bronze lions. Rare. That. <laughs> Um, and if, I think what I had read about it was, is there two lines at the end of the, at the, uh, greet you at the staircase? Yeah, I think the main staircase, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, fresco on the ceiling, what, is, what the hell is a fresco? It's the fancy painting. Yeah, But it's called a fresco. Like, it, you know, like in the, that cathedral? Yes. That that guy did? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is how my mind works. He knows what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. I, it, da Vinci? Yeah. In is that, that him? In that place. In that other country. Or Leah. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> One of them they Ninja did that Ninja thing. Turtles. Yeah, they did that thing with the painting on the roof, and it's really cool. Anyways, it's called a fresco. It's called a fresco. We're Learn learning together. Yay. The hotel included restaurants, a barber shop, hair salon, drugstore, and a soda fountain. It also contained a men's lounge. And get this, I don't hear this too often, a ladies' lounge. Wouldn't they want to mingle and have a men and ladies' lounge? You would think, but I'm it's pretty kind of sh- like clubs now, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think back in those times, they, they pretty much kind of stayed separated the original hotel contained 200 rooms, and in 1986, a 23-story tower was added that included a parking garage and 176 more rooms. So, they added a 23-story tower to a... How old was the building at this point? Almost a 100-year-old building. Wow. And I bet you it does not match. It probably doesn't, but they probably, I mean, how much use was a 200-room hotel for them? They probably needed, in order to be an efficient money-making business. Yeah, but sometimes you just don't mess with... with Well, they did, and they pissed somebody off for it. Just continue on. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be paranormal if somebody didn't get pissed and something happened. So, guests at the hotel 
have included, I'm sorry, guests at the hotel have included presidents, prime ministers, princes, princes, multiple prince. More than one prince. Yes, more than one prince. (laughs) Sports stars and celebrities. Um, I do believe there's also a... um, a music venue close where a lot of the the artists have st- stayed here because it's relatively close. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is like the place to stay in Milwaukee. Yes. It's the fancy schmancy hotel where if you're somebody and you're in Milwaukee, this is where you stay. We will never stay there because it's out of my budget. Yeah, we're not fancy. Yeah, not fancy. Or we're fancy, but our budget's not. Definitely not. If anyone wants to spring for us to go... And do a field trip and sponsor it. We'll say your name on here. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'll invite you to come with us. <laughs> Bring your Eskimo snowsuit because he's turning down the thermostat. So Charles Fister had been spotted at the hotel since his death. I told you they pissed him off. He's been seen at the top of the grand staircase observing the lobby which honestly that's what I would do too because this staircase has to be amazing mm-hmm. with lines on it come on um he's been seen walking through minstrel minstrel's gallery is above the ballroom I'm guessing that's like where the arts hung the well like where the band hung out you know, when they had balls and stuff. Okay. That's a, that's a strange thing to call that's it. That's just what they called it. I got The you. little walkway track above the ballroom. Yes. He also has been seen on the ninth floor. And it didn't say why. That's random. He liked the number nine, I guess. Okay. So now we're going to get to what it's best known for. So... Apparently, rumor has it that when Major League Baseball teams come in to play against the Brewers, which is Milwaukee's baseball team. Did not know that. um, They put the opposing team up at the Fister Hotel. Because they're nice and it's fancy. Yeah, and they're hoping that maybe the players won't get any rest due to the hauntings. All rumors. And it's fancy. So, first up, we're going to talk about Michael Young. Um, who did Michael Young play for? I don't know. So It didn't tell me all those things. All right. Sorry, Michael Young. I don't know what team you were representing at this time. He played baseball. Um, he says he was laying in bed asleep and the room was locked. He heard footsteps outside. No, inside. Oh, inside. And he heard footsteps inside the room stomping around. He had heard of the ghost stories about the hotel, so this caused him to be wide awake. He heard footsteps again. He called out, Hey, make yourself at home. Have a seat. But do not wake me up, okay? didn't hear anything else the rest of the night. I guess they got in the bed and got cozy with him. Well, I mean, sometimes you just have to acknowledge they're there and they're like, hey, he knows I'm here. Success. 
Or they're like, damn it, I'm not scaring him. I'm going to go to the next room. Okay, so now next up we have Carlos Gomez, who played for the Texas Rangers, says that he heard voices while in the hotel. That's all the article stated. <laughs> really don't know if he was just hearing other folks chatting, but I'm assuming it wasn't just an argument from the other room. Maybe he had hotel-induced schizophrenia. Mm, possibly. Um, he said he got out of the shower once and heard static on his iPod. Now, for you youngsters, there used to be electronic devices that only played music. Yes, the original MP3 player, I believe it was. Yes, you couldn't talk on it and text on it and all that stuff. You could only play songs. So, like, at one point in time, you had an iPod, and then you had a cell phone, and then as time progressed, you got an iPod Touch and a cell phone, and then all of a sudden, they became one to what we now call the iPhone. Yes, which started, I think, with iPhone 3, because that's how numbers work with Apple. Correct. Um, he said he grabbed it and it, the iPod, yeah, he grabbed the iPod and it changed to a song on its own. Ooh, spooky. This guy scares easy. (laughs) Wait till you hear how scared he got. He was so scared. He ran out of the room and the lobby before putting on his pants. Because his iPod was shorting out or something, and he touched it, and it And it, it played a different song. <laughs> so, let me say this. I have stood at the plate and had a friend who can throw roughly 86 miles an hour, throw a baseball at me at 86 miles an hour, and um, I will definitely take my chances with a iPod changing to a song over a fastball any day of the week. So do you think they were just there interviewing a bunch of players about their ghost experiences one day and he felt left out? So he was like, hey, there was that time my iPod played a song. Oh, uh, (laughs) I hope for his sake that's exactly what it was. Wow. Okay, so next is... Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Jose (laughs) It's not Jose It's Is it G-Man Cho G-Man Choi Chow G-Man Choi Choi G G He says He likes the ghosts in the hotel I like this guy already Mm -hmm. He's my friend Mm -hmm. He's seen ghosts there before And felt one of them Felt one the first night he stayed there with the loss. Oh, sorry. With the Angels in 2016. And actually, I read another thing that I think said that ghost that he felt that first night. He actually felt it get in bed with him. That's a trip. Now, see, that would be something to jump out and run from. But he likes it. Yeah, I know. That's why. He just snuggled up. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, he didn't sleep good. He, I'm sorry. He doesn't sleep good when he stays there because the spirits are restless. But he feels comfortable when they are around. 
Uh, so I guess for him, it's just like trying to sleep when there's a bunch of people over. Right. Like, you're not going to get much sleep, but you're not freaked out by it. You're like, okay, cool, they're here. But I'm trying to sleep, y'all. <laughs> he needs to learn from that first guy. No, do not take notes from Carlos Gomez. No, on. not that guy. The guy that said, hey, you can hang out. Just don't Oh, yes, up. yes, 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 yes. Sorry, my bad. Don't run out without your draws. Yeah. Michael Young, that's Michael who he needs. Young. Yeah, he needs to take some notes from him. Okay, I think so. he just stays up chatting with them, though. So we got three more people I'm going to breeze through real quick because I kind of feel like I'm dragging here. And so we're going to go with Carlos Martinez and Marvel Maxwell, uh, I think. That says M-A-R-Vale. It does. I wonder if it's supposed to be that or if it's supposed to be Maxwell. Hold, please. Hold, please. It's Marcel. Sorry. <laughs> Marcel it is. Marcel Ozuna. Ozuna. Mm-hmm. In 2018, when the Cardinals were in town, Martinez and Ozuna both saw a ghost. Well, at least they had the same experience, so they had a witness. Well, Plus. no, they saw it at different times. Oh, okay. So, Martinez posted a video on Instagram saying he just saw a ghost. He went over to to Azuno's room, and he had seen one, too. They both went to Francisco Pinas. Pinas? They called him Pinita or something like that in there. They planned to sleep together, so if another ghost appeared, they could fight it together. (laughs) So there's these three big baseball players. I'm guessing with bats. Baseball players have those, right? And they saw a ghost, so they're going to spend the night together so they can beat it up together if it shows back up. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's an interesting tactic. Only in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So next up we have Colby Lewis. Saw a skeleton apparition around 1.30 a.m. one night. It scared him so much that he saw the, the team champ, chaplain the next day and missed a radio appearance. They really shook him up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's pretty. A skeleton's kind of different. Usually ghosts don't show up as skeletons. Right. So maybe it's just a really prankster ghost that just <laughs> likes to mess with people and is kind of like, ooh, I'm a skeleton. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> okay, so next up. Oh, wow. This is a big name. Because I recognized it. Adrian Beltrain. Or Beltray. So, he heard knocking noises on the door. And the TV and the air conditioner were turning on and off. We'll come back to that here in a second. He heard pounding noises on the other side of his headboard. Like a man hitting, hitting it open-handed. Which I kind of wondered if the people in the next room were just having sex. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, it's happened. Um, so, with that, the noises on in the TV and the air conditioner turning on and off. So, when I was younger, um, my nephew was little, like one or two. And my sister was watching me during the um, summer break. And... 
it was about nine o'clock one morning and I just woke up on the couch. I was just kind of laying there and the TV started going on and off. And she started getting upset about it and yelling at the TV to stop and go away. Well, at this time, I I was clueless. And she reaches over and yanks the plug out of the wall, and the TV just goes dead like it's supposed to. Well, yeah, because that's what electricity does. Right. So I'm sitting up on, on the love seat, and all of a sudden, and no shit, the TV pops back on. Time to burn the house down. Well, it was an apartment complex. I don't care. Burn it down. So you know what she did? Burned she, it down. She grabbed me and my nephew. We left. She never went back. I don't blame her. That's poltergeist so, stuff. That's I, like there. He right. So I'm going to end it on that one. You'd be really upset if the air conditioner was cutting off, though. Um, I'd be calling repair guy. Mm-hmm. Switching rooms. Hey, I need one of the ghosts to leave the air conditioner alone in. Yeah, because... <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't deal with hot too good. Like, if I'm inside, it's got to be cool. My thermostat stays about 66 year-round. He'll put on sweatpants and a hoodie and a blanket and a boggin if he needs to, but he don't want to be warm in his house Mm-mm. or I work, hotel. I work way too hard to be sweating in my house. Yep. So now we have my surprise topic. Did you peek? I, no, I didn't. I, I was actually just checking out where we were on time. Okay. So, my surprise topic is something we haven't delved into yet. Mm. Hadn't really discussed a whole lot about. Fun. I'm going to be talking about William Bozak's UFO encounter. All right. So. UFOs. Yeah. So, something that we really hadn't talked about covering on here, but, you know, it seemed like a pretty big deal when I was looking up Wisconsin stuff. So, on December 2nd, 1974... At about 10.30 p.m. in Polk County, Wisconsin, we've got 68-year-old dairy farmer William Bosak. And I'm a, I hope I'm saying his name right. B-O-S-A-K. Bosak. Um, he had been at a farmer's meeting in a ne- the nearby town of Frederick and was about a mile from his home, coming home. So, William Bosak spotted a strange glowing object at the side of the road. He soon realized it wasn't actually glowing, but it was reflecting his headlights. The object had a curved front glass. It was about 10 feet tall and 3 feet wide. And he was close enough that he could see inside it. And he could see a creature with its arms raised over its head inside. And I don't know why I have the urge to, like, I'm trying to demonstrate to you while I'm sitting here. (laughs) My question is, why is this creature... Acting like he's on a roller coaster if he's sitting in the middle of the road. Woo. Well, maybe it was like he's holding his hands up like, stop, don't shoot. But he's in a ship. Or maybe that's their comfortable way of sitting. Maybe they just wander around with their arms up in the air. We don't know. Yeah. You don't know his life. You're right. I don't. <laughs> Drive on. So the creature looked a lot like a man. And they kept calling it a humanoid. I didn't like that word. No, I don't like that word either. So, I'm going to stick with creature. He looked like a man, but with a face that resembled a cow. Maybe this dairy farmer just really liked cows. I don't know. He had dark tan fur everywhere, 
except for on his face and chin. Wait, hold the phone. Are you telling me that Bigfoot was driving this spaceship? Would you just let me tell my story? Sorry. (laughs) Welcome to my world, Jill. (laughs) Get out of my head. (laughs) So, um, his face was square, and he had hair that stuck, like, straight out around his head. And his ears stuck out about three inches and were described as calf-like with, and he had large protruding eyes. Now, um, some people have said that the tan fur may have been like a skin-tight outfit, like his spacesuit. Uh, um, furry spacesuit. <laughs> you don't know his life. No, you're right. <laughs> I also know that NASA has never sent anyone to outer space with a furry suit on. Maybe they should try it. Maybe it's comfortable. So, but I will say William didn't see any buttons or zippers, although he didn't get out and like examine the thing. Then, but <laughs> come on now, he's making stuff up as he goes along now. What well, he he's not saying it was a suit; he's saying it was covered in hair. Well, maybe it has to be since he didn't see buttons or zippers yeah. since he didn't get out of the car and go in the spaceship and look. Yeah. So William and the creature locked eyes for several seconds. And he got the feeling that the creature was just as scared as he was. Romance. (laughs) They weren't making eyes at each other. They were just like staring at each other like, holy shit. Uh Uh-oh. No, if there's eye contact, somebody was having an inappropriate thought. I'm going to remember that the next time you make an eye contact with people. I mean, you're going to be in trouble. Chances are I might have had an appropriate thought. I mean, I have them all the time. Well, you about to be in some trouble. We're going to have to talk when we hit the record button. It's already hit, and we're recording. <laughs> well, live. I mean, when we cut it off. Because hmm. you apparently having lots of inappropriate thoughts about people. Probably so. So, William finally got up the nerve to speed off towards home. <laughs> he got the nerve to run? Mm-hmm. He got the nerve to run. Oh, come on. So, as he was driving home, he noticed that his surroundings were getting darker, like something was above him and blocking out light. Shadow. Of course, it's it's at night, so there's not much light anyways, but street no. light or moon or whatever. But you can definitely tell when a shadow, you fall into a shadow at night. Right. And that's that's what he experienced. And then the car engine began struggling and then completely died. Okay. So, as he's restarting his car, he hears a soft whooshing sound above him, followed by a sound like branches scratching on the roof. Hmm. So, I don't know if, like, something was, like, beaming down and trying to get in his car, or if it just brushed up against him It was as it was leaving. Maybe landing gear? Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know what would be scratching, like, I don't know. So he still he gets the car started back up and he books it on home. He doesn't look back until he gets home, because <laughs> apparently him and uh, Carlos Gomez got some yeah some, some kinfolk. Um, so when he looks back though, he didn't see anything. He went back to that spot the next day to look around for evidence, but he didn't see any. Like he was looking for impressions in the dirt or you know like. UFO marks, I guess. Footprint? I don't know. Some, he was looking for something and couldn't find anything. 
So he actually kept quiet and didn't tell anybody about it for a while. But then when he finally did tell his family about it, um, he said that his one regret was that he wished he had attempted to communicate with it and show him, show it that he was friendly. You know what's funny? I actually did hear this story on another show that I listened to, and it did not register until just right then that it was the same story because that's the part that stuck out to me. He wished he would have tried to make better communication with him. Well, it's because I'm telling it different. I'm telling different things, and we're not the same show. <laughs> I'm not ripping anybody off. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> many people, despite knowing that William was an honest man, didn't believe him, as you can imagine. I mean, somebody says now, oh, I saw an alien. Most people are not going to just accept that as truth. They're going to question it. I mean, I I believe in a lot of things, but I still question everything. Right. He offered to take a lie detector test, but I didn't see where he was ever given one. Um, but he did offer to take one. Many UFO researchers, which I guess is a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, it's a big thing. So, um, many of them have questioned whether what he saw and described as a creature with a cow-like face was actually Bigfoot. Makes sense to me. Jumped ahead on me. Sorry. Caught my description and knew it was a Bigfoot. Well, that would explain why we'd never find any bones. Right. Well, and there have been other connections between Bigfoot sightings and UFO encounters. And some people think Bigfoot is an extraterrestrial. And I guess you might be one of those people that tends to go in that mindset that Bigfoot might be from another planet. I don't know he's from another planet. I kind of feel he's more like a, uh, maybe a... An interdimensional, mm -hmm. where he can jump in between different realms. Okay, that yep. makes sense, too. <clears throat> so, the only thing, and this to me, stuck out for him being truthful. And that's, he never changed his story. And that, that means a lot, because if you're, there's always, and, and I do it when I tell my little life experiences they change here and there a little bit by little bit. Nothing big, but, you know, right, his, but it, his was solid. Right. Well, and, I mean, it it may have changed little bits, like in the retelling, like where you remember a detail one time and forget the next. But right. he, he didn't change, like, the description of it. He didn't change the, you know, where he was when he saw it or the car stalling. All the main details of the story stayed right. constant. And, I, you know... If you tell a lie, you have to remember the lie, and that gets harder to do. You can, he was 68 when this happened. Yeah. So, so I mean, and plus, why at 68 would he choose to make up or fabricate something like this? Right. I mean, that's not... Most old men will tell tall tales of their past as they grew up. But not their current. But not their current, no. Yeah. So, the strange thing is... He, he was discovered dead in his home at the age of 90. Wow. On the 22nd anniversary of the sighting. So you think that's coincidence, or do you think that maybe they came back? I, I don't know. Maybe they came back and it scared him to death? Did they say what he died from? Mm -mm, it just said he was discovered dead in his home. So I guess nobody was there when it happened, and they came in and they found him. 
So he may not have died that day. Well, I mean, did but they, they found him that day. Did they discover him in bed in the floor at the kitchen table? I guess we'll have to do a part two. I didn't get that deep into it. Yeah. It didn't say all that. I mean, <laughs> that's just, I mean, because once again, like I said, I question everything. Now, if they found him in bed laying on his back with his hands down beside his, you know, body, mm-hmm. that may lead me to think, well, they came back and did whatever they had to do and it killed him. Yeah. Because who sleeps like that? Right. So. But if they found him at the kitchen table with the coffee cup and a piece of toast on a plate, he was having breakfast and he died. Yeah. So. But maybe they put a space timer on him for 22 years and the timer ran out while he was eating his breakfast. Why would you be at 22 years? Maybe that was the alien's favorite number. I mean, that's 22 years is an odd number for me, especially if he was 67 he was 68. 68. But he died at 90, exactly. So, so that may have been why 22 years. Yeah, because so, he was 90 years old. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. So, so. I, I guess we're going to try to throw a couple little UFO things in here, too. Yeah, I figure we're doing paranormal stuff, so that's paranormal. Yeah. And it, I, I was excited that it might have been a Bigfoot, too, because I know you like the Bigfoot story, so... I do, and here's what I like most about the Bigfoot stories. I can find a lot of great podcasts to listen to them on about Bigfoot. Um, one show I listen to has, I think, a four- or six-part series on the uh, Patterson Gimble. Is that Gimble? I don't know. Um, the Bigfoot film, the one that everybody knows about. And no matter how much processing they put that movie through, it just gets better. <laughs> they cannot prove that it is a man in a suit walking. Yeah. So, I personally believe that there are Bigfoot out there. Big feet? Well. Bigfoots? Oh, God. Here we go again. <laughs> No, that's a story for another time, guys, because <laughs> we're rocking 47 minutes, but fortunately I can edit this way down. Yeah, we got to cut some of it out because we messed up. So. And, uh, but we, we had a great long discussion on a road trip one day about plurals. Yeah. Yeah. So Little known facts. Little known fact. Um, so I guess on this note. Yeah, I guess we should do our little... You know, taking care of business stuff. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, give a little shout-out to uh, our, our friends in House of Curses for providing us with our intro and outro music. If you haven't looked at their Facebook page and downloaded some of their music yet, shame on you. What are you waiting on? Yes, uh, they'll, I'll put a link in the description. and We'll get it posted on the Facebook page. Yeah. And I think, let's see what's next there. Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, how can you find us on that Facebook page? Um, we can be found at WTF Was That Pod for both Facegram. 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 Find us on the Facegram. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. So, and we have an email address. I actually fixed it where you can click a handy little button on that Facebook page to send oh, an email. Look at that. Yeah. At that. Or. 
If you like to be old-fashioned and type it all out in your email box, you can send it to WTFWTPodcast at gmail.com. Look at that. So that's and I couldn't even hardly read that from over here, so I think that's it. Yeah, that was it. So, um... If you've ever seen an alien or a Bigfoot, let us know. Yeah, shoot us a message. Um, I'm not going to push the five-star review and all that good stuff on the Apple Music right now. But if you want to, that's great. Maybe later in life we'll, we'll get a little more on that. But um, Do it. <laughs> guys, I just I appreciate y'all hanging out with us on this episode. There's a lot of rabbit hole and a lot of uh, extra chatter. So... Um, We'll just keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully y'all keep coming back. Oh, we should have downloaded the That 70s Show thing at the end, the Wisconsin, to close it out. Oh, and I don't even watch That 70s Show, so. Um, y'all know, know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Imagine it in your heads at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess on that note, we're going to go ahead and let y'all move on to another podcast that Hopefully you enjoy. Quit downplaying us. We're good, too. Well, I'd say hopefully they enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully they enjoy us. Enjoy all the pods and all the casts. Yes, all the pods and all the casts. Yeah, so on that, we're almost an hour into this. Yeah, hit the button. Hit the button. (laughs) 